Thank you for listening to this message from Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan. All right. Well, hey, everybody. How are we doing? Good. A couple of you are doing good. The rest of you, maybe you'll figure it out. Maybe by the end of this, you'll be doing really good. I hope so, anyways. Hey, glad you guys made it out. Uh, if you weren't here last week, we started a series, and this is called Non... Thank you guys so very, very much. And a great big thank you to the band, guys. That was awesome. Absolutely loved it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Love it. But last week, we started a series, and the series was non-negotiables. We're talking about the stuff that isn't. I guess it's up for debate, but it's not gonna change if you debate it or not. When it comes to our faith, there are some things about the Christian faith that are not going to change. This is the thing that, you know, when somebody asks me, hey, um, my son's getting, or daughter's getting ready to go to Bible school, and they're looking for a church, you know a church in the area, and I just play into this verse in Hebrews and say, these are the things you need to check, because different churches will emphasize different things, and they're gonna have a different flavor because of their leaders, but this is the thing that you need, that you need to look at, you need to know, these are those things. And so last week, we talked about, we started in Hebrews 6.1, which says this, so therefore let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance, which is what we talked about last week. And again, these are the foundational things. These are, thing, these are things that we don't move away from, but what we build on. Repentance from acts that lead to death and faith in God. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get to faith. When it comes to faith, there's a lot of open, like, okay, what, what is faith? I say it's kind of open because if you were to ask five people, you'd probably get like seven different answers. The, it seems that it's hard, kind of one of those wiggly things that you can't quite put your thumb on. I have no idea if this is true or not, but I heard a story. The story is a professor had his class, his Bible, a bunch of Bible students, and he asked them to write a paper and to define what faith was. And one of the students, and this is the story, I have no idea if this is true or not, but I just think it was great, so I'm sharing it, is one of the students took a piece of paper and wrote this, and that was it, and handed in a paper the title of his paper was, What is Faith? And his paper was, This. And he got a 100%. But that still doesn't tell us exactly what faith is. You still can't take that and say, well, that's not faith and this is. Although that might have been the exercising of one, and you might think, well, that's kind of cute, but what, what is faith? And if you look it up in, on dictionary.com, because we don't have to turn pages, thank goodness, but it says this, it says that faith is this. Belief that is not based on proof. It gives the example. He had faith in the hypothesis would be substantiated by fact. He had faith that his hypothesis would be substantiated by fact. It's just a, I think it'll happen that way. And that's how the dictionary defines it. But the Bible actually defines this for us in Hebrews 11. It tells us what faith is. And it says this, Hebrews 11, verse one. Now faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. That's a little bit different. It's being sure of what we hope for. 
But we're going to take it a little bit further. That sounds a little bit like the dictionary definition, that it's something you're just kind of hoping to hold on to. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 8, and we're going to read a story that <clears throat> is going to, I think, make it a whole lot clearer exactly what faith is. So Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, and it says this. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help, right, verse 6. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. Verse 8. The centurion replied, Lord, don't, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. If you have your Bible, underline that part right there. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. Underline that part right there. You're gonna, you, you, that's key. And we go to verse 9, and it says this. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go when he goes. I tell this one come and he comes. I say to this one do this and he does it. Verse 10. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and he said to those who follow him, I tell the truth, I've not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Where was the faith in that? Where, where, where was the faith? I think this is really cool because Jesus looks and, and it doesn't say, I believe you. It doesn't say, I have faith in you. He doesn't say that at all. But Jesus looks at what he did, what he said, his response. And somewhere in there, Jesus says, that's faith. I haven't found faith like this. Wow. It goes on. And it says this in verse 13. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go and it will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. That's awesome. So what is it that this centurion understood? That as Jesus was traveling all over the place, he said, nobody's got it like this guy does. What is it that he had? What is it that he understood? He said this. You say it, and it'll happen. I understand. I'm one under authority. That it's not me, but I've got the backing of the entire Roman army. They don't listen to me. It's, if, if they listen to me, it's not because I'm so great, but they understand it's the backing of the entire Roman army behind me, and they're going to do it. They do it because I say so. Because the word, I, they believe it. Jesus he said, all you have to do is say it. I understand authority because I'm one under authority. And he says, I understand that you have the authority. It doesn't matter if you're here. It doesn't matter if you're there. The authority that you've been given is gonna work from here. It's gonna work if you have to come there. You don't, don't come to my house. Just say the words. He believed. And that's what it took. Jesus said, as you believed, it is now done. It will be done for you. Just as you have believed. That was verse 13. It will be done just as you believed it would. Faith is believing. It's taking God at his word. Saying, God, I believe that you're gonna do what you said you'd do. I believe that I can do what you say I can do, that I have what you say I have, and that I, I am what you say I am. I believe. And now I'm gonna act on it. That's exactly what the centurion did. What we believe will happen is what is going to happen. 
And what we believe isn't going to happen is what isn't going to happen. Again, let's go back to that 13th verse there. It will be done just as you believed. I had a roommate. <clears throat> he wasn't feeling good. He'd been up in his room for like a long time. And I'm like, why is he just up in his room? It's depressing and I'm not even around, but he just, he's up there. That's so weird. So I go up to his room. And I knock on his door. I'm like, hey, what's going on? He's like, don't come in the room. I'm like, now I'm definitely coming in. What did you do? So I open up the door. It was my house. I'm like, well, no. So I open up the door and I go. And he's like, I'm sick. You shouldn't be in here. And I'm like, I don't get sick. So let me pray for you. And he looks at me and he goes, you know, you know, no, just don't. He's like, I understand exactly what's happening inside my body right now. I know what's fighting what and what this is going to take to get to the other side of it. I understand that. Don't pray for me. I said, oh, okay. I ain't going to do any good. And I walked out. You don't want it? I, I, I gladly won't. I thought, you know what? You're going to get exactly what you believe, which is no. I had a neighbor for a while and... Uh, I still have neighbors, but this particular one isn't my neighbor anymore. It's not like I run off neighbors like they were there, but I moved in and now they all left. It's not, it's not, it's not quite like that. <laughs> but he, he doesn't live there anymore. But when he did, I was over one day and uh, I think I was shoving his driveway. And he came out real quick to say thank you. Or his sidewalk. And he came out to say thank you. I'm like, yeah, 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 no, no problem. And he goes, yeah, no, no, really, thank you. He goes, I, I've got some problem with my knees right now. and I'm not able to do that. And I didn't know. I just had some extra time and thought we'd, we'd just lend a hand over there. So the kids and I went over. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, it's my knee. I said, oh, well, I can pray for you and God can heal you. And he looks at me and he goes, what? I go, yeah, I'd, would you like me to pray for you? God can heal you. And he goes, with the help of the doctors, he can. He can't heal me. And I'm like, yeah, he can. He's like, nah, nah, he can't. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. If that's what you want to believe, that's what you're going to get. That is what you're going to get. This is what the Bible says. It will be done just as you believe. See, that is faith. Many of us walk in faith without even realizing it. We just believe it on the negative. We just believe it on the negative. But faith is not something that we, that we say, you know what? I, I need that to be saved and it's kind of this church God thing, but that's all it is. See, faith is us taking God's God at his word and then living that out. That is to affect our every day, our every day. Because if the Bible is true, and I believe it is, I have faith that it is, then I'm going to live that out every single day. It's supposed to affect our every single day. And it may start small, but it's supposed to affect our every single day. The story of David and Goliath is a perfect example of that. It's a perfect example of that. The story, the Bible says, is that David comes to bring food to his brothers, and his brothers are in the army, and they're facing the Philistines. The Philistines had a, a champion that would come out who happened to be, he was a giant. He'd come out and taunt the Philistines, taunt the Israelites, and say, hey, Send out somebody to fight me. And if he beats me, we, the Philistines, will become your slaves. But if I beat him, you will become our slaves. Which, looking at it, I think, like, sweet. You know, instead of everybody running at each other and a bunch of people dying and getting mauled and all this other stuff, just have two people fighting and sort the whole thing out. I'm like, that's kind of ingenious. That's awesome. 
except for the fact that nobody in Israel would go and fight this guy. They're all like, no, we're gonna lose. This is not good. This is not good. But David comes, and he's a little boy. But he comes, and he hears this, and he hears what the giant says, and he says, I'll fight him. I'll fight him for sure. The king hears about it and, and calls him in and says, hey, why do you think you want to go fight him? And David says this. He says, yes, I can do this. And then he tells the king a story. He says, when I was tending my father's sheep, a bear came and took off with one of the sheep. And I ran after it and struck it. And when it turned on me, I grabbed it by its hair and I killed it. Snap, that's awesome. He says, it happened with a lion and it happened with a bear. And the same God that delivered me from the lion and bear will deliver me from this Philistine. He says, I have faith that God, the same God that did it here for me, is gonna do it again. It's gonna do it again. When we begin to take God at his word and we take a step and we say, God, you you said, so I'm gonna do it. And we take that step and we see he's faithful, we say, wow, it worked. That's one of the reasons I absolutely love, and I hope that every single person in here is doing this, I love tithing. Because it is a, one of the few areas that I think is the, maybe not, if, uh, probably the easiest area to quantify the result, to see the result. I only have so much money. I have so many bills. This shouldn't work, but I'm gonna honor God. I only have so much money, but I have so many bills. There's leftover, but if I give, it's gonna be less. What's gonna happen? How is this gonna be better for me that I do this? How is this going to be better? But yet when we do, and then suddenly God shows himself faithful, and our attitude, we watch our attitudes towards money change, our attitude towards people change. We watch us have money instead of money have us, and we see what happens inside there. We see the blessings of God in our lives. We see things that happens to other people and other people's vehicles and things that is not happening to ours and in our family, and we're like, wow, it's working. And what it does is it builds faith where God has been faithful in our life. And we say, look, he was faithful there. Surely he will be faithful again. Surely he will be faithful again. It's looking Because faith is to be a part of our everyday life. By faith, David was able to do that. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. As you turn there, if that's that's what faith is, then then it's, it's taking God at his word. It's taking God at his word. But what that also means is we can't have faith for something if that we haven't heard. And in fact, that's exactly what it says in Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. We can't believe God for what we don't know about. That book, the Bible, if it just sits on that shelf and we never read it, that app, if we don't open it, it stays there. And it's not gonna do me any good. The seatbelt that's not used doesn't matter how awesome it is, it's, it's, it's not gonna do you any good. You get in an accident, it's, it's, it just won't. You gotta click it. You gotta use it or it's not gonna do any good. Also that faith comes by hearing. 
And again, I think you should really underline that word hearing because it doesn't say faith comes by what you heard. It says faith comes by hearing. Hearing is present. That's present that's what you're doing. That it's not something that we just say, oh, I, I, I've heard that once. It's just gonna be in there. The faith comes by hearing, that we're continually putting the word of God in us so that we can then have it there when we need it. God's word is so important. Psalms 138 verse two says this. <clears throat> I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. God's word is so important. He says, I will perform it. God says, my word does not return to me void. We need to know what God's word is saying so that we can stand on it and take God at his word and let that impact our every single day. That it's not just, yeah, I believe that one day I'm gonna die and I'll go to heaven. That's great. That requires nothing of me now because when I'm dead, it's either one or the other. Either I'm right or I'm wrong. I find out then. It requires absolutely nothing of me right now to believe that. Just accept to simply like say it, right? Man, when I die, I go to heaven. That's it. But it's allowing God's word to penetrate and say, okay, I'm going to do that. I believe that God's word is true. I believe that when I surrender and I do it God's way, that I get the very best results. So I'm gonna begin to walk in that and do that in my life. We have to know it for ourselves. Not, not because somebody else said it, but we need to know it for ourselves. In Acts, there's a story. In Acts chapter 19, verse 13, of some guys, the seven sons of Sceva. So, I think that's a really silly name, but anyway, Sceva. It's the seven sons. And uh, they, were, they were going around casting out evil spirits out of people. But they were doing it this way. See, there was a guy at the time named Paul, and he was doing it, and they thought, that's pretty cool. So they went around, and they did this. In the name of Jesus, that Jesus guy that Paul preaches, I command these evil spirits to come out of people. And it says this, and I, I think this is absolutely hilarious, that in verse 15 it says this, Acts 19, 15. One day the evil spirit answered them, I said, Jesus I know and Paul I know about, which that's just a whole thing within itself. How awesome is that? They're like, yeah, Paul we know about. Yeah, we know about him. I'm like, ah, man, I wanna be known in hell. Absolutely. But anyways, so he goes on and he says this, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirits jumped on them. These are the seven sons of Sceva, overpowered them all, and he gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. That's what happens when you don't know it for yourself. They're like, yeah, in that name that that guy over there preaches, in that, you know, that one podcast preacher guy that I really like, the guy that I watch on YouTube, the thing, that, the thing that he says, yeah, I believe that. No, we have to know it for ourselves. And this is what the word of God says, and I'm standing on that. Not on what Samuel said, not on what Pastor Dwayne said, not on what somebody else said, but this is not what the guy said, but no, no. None of this he said, she said thing, but this is what the word of God said, and so I'm standing on this. And this is the solid rock that I stand on that is not going to be moved. Not somebody, oh, well, it, it kind of worked. I think it worked for somebody else. But no, I know what the word of God says. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It's not knowing. It's taking God at his word. And wherever you are, take the next step. Take the next step. Say, God, 
I want to see you faithful in my life. I believe that your word is true, so I'm gonna take that step. I believe, God, that I am better off when I do it your way. I believe that you, you have my best interest in mind. Here, my 2911 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God, I believe that about me. I believe that you made me, that you put giftings inside me. And when I surrender to you, when I do it your way, then I get the very best results. So yes, I am gonna forgive. I'm gonna walk in forgiveness towards them. Yes, I am. And yes, I am gonna be a generous, we're gonna be a generous family. This isn't me, this is us. We're gonna be a generous family because God, your word says that he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. I think we are, we are going to do this. Use your word says, so we are, I take you at your word and I'm going to be different as a result of it. Faith is not just I'm gonna die and go to heaven, but I'm gonna live differently right now. This is how I'm gonna live. It's gonna be different. I'm gonna do what the word of God says. I'm gonna take you at your word. I'm gonna begin to walk that out. I'm gonna walk it out in my every single day life. Because our faith, as, as we begin to do this, it is going to grow. 2 Corinthians 10, 15, neither do we go beyond our limits by boasting of what others have done. Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, your area of activity among you will greatly expand. We are to live by faith. It's not just something that we say, yeah, I, I believe, but we are to live, Scott, can you hand me my Bible right there? We are to live by, Bible. That's, that's a can of candy. We'll take the Bible. Thank you. That this is something that we are actually to live by. Hebrews 11 is kind of like the, who's who, glory, who's who of, of, of faith in the Bible. I didn't mark it because I was like, oh, I'll just find it real easy, but now it's not flipping to it. And it just goes on and on talking about what people have accomplished because of faith. That it's not just I die and I go to heaven. But it is to be a vital part of every single day that we live by faith and not by sight. That we look at the word of God and we say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This looks better. God's ways goes this way, but I think I should do this, but I'm gonna trust God and I'm gonna do this. Yeah, this promotion would equal, it just on paper, it's so much better than where I am now, but I'm gonna choose to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and I do not think it's what's best for my family to go that way. So we're gonna let go of some of that. We're gonna hold on to this, and I'm gonna trust that what God says is better. There's not a good church for me. My family, my group, my small group that I'm a part of is here. The people that are pouring into my life are here. I'm not gonna leave all of that just for some financial gain. I'm gonna live by faith and I'm gonna trust God that he can bring me that wherever I am. And I don't need to move to another part of the country just to get it. That God can get me that anywhere and that this is more important than that. That's choosing to live by faith. Saying, I'm going to do this. I absolutely love this. Look at what all of these people did as a result of faith. Hebrews eleven seventeen. by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered his son Isaac. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau regarding their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons. By faith, Joseph, when he died, said, this is what's gonna happen. He gave instructions about uh, 
what his relatives were to do when they were to leave Egypt. He couldn't see it. He said, this is what the word of God says, so I believe it's gonna happen. So when it does happen, take my bones with you. He's like, I believe that it's gonna happen. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was an ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had, was grown, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, and he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. Verse 29, by faith, people passed through the Red Sea on dry land. When the Egyptians tried to, they were drowned. Verse 30, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. Verse 31, by faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she, was, she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And verse 32 says, and what more shall we say? I do not have time to go on and to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, uh, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised to them, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fiery flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength, and who became powerful in battle, and routed foreign enemies, women who received back from the dead, their dead back to life again, and others were tortured and refused to be released that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers, flogging, while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned to death by the sword. They, were, they walked about in sheepskin and ghosts and destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. They were commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for them. There's a whole lot that happens by faith. It's living right now, saying, I'm gonna hold on to the promises of God right now. When we look and we read through the Bible and say, look, wow, how did that happen? They took God at his word and began to walk it out. Wherever you are today, take the next step. Take the next step. I heard this saying and I absolutely love it. I absolutely love this. I have no idea who, who little quote this was. But they said, the opposite of faith is not doubt. It's certainty. Are you walking in certainty or are you taking God at his word and saying, God, I'm not so sure, but I trust you. I have faith that your word is true and that you will come through and I'm gonna take this step. The Bible says we are to live by faith. We don't do this the way that the world does. It's a whole lot different. Wherever you are, begin to take that next step. I wanna pray for you before we close. You guys bow your heads and close your eyes. I don't know where you are with your walk with God, but if you say, you know what, I've been, I'm at that place where I've been living a life of certainty. I'm, I'm not living by faith. There's steps that I know I need to be taking. In fact, when, as you were teaching, I know the Holy Spirit is prodding and poking and, and there are things that are coming right to your mind, instances and things that you need to be doing, people you need to be talking to, steps that some of us need to be taking. And if you're here and say, I need to take some steps. I've been living in certainty. I haven't been living by faith, but I want to live by faith. Not by saying, I want to live by faith and I want to do that. Then I'd like to just pray for you tonight as you stand and say, yeah, I'm going to do that. As you declare that before me and before God, if that's you, would you lift your hands so that I can pray with you and say, I want to, I want to be living by faith. I'm going to live by certainty and I don't want to be doing that. Thank you, thank you. Okay, awesome. Anybody else? Okay, put them down. All right, God, I just come up for you. We thank you for every person that just lifted their hands. God, we wanna be a people that live by faith. That God, we take you at your word and we run with it. It affects our every decision every day. And for every person that just lifted their hand, I thank you, God, for giving them boldness 
to walk through the doors, to take the steps that you are, have been asking them to, to take, to say what you've been asking them to say, to go where you've been asking them to go. And we thank you for that as they begin to walk in the fullness that you have for them. If you just keep your heads bowed and your eye closed. If you're here tonight, you do not know beyond a shadow of a doubt if you were to die and go to heaven. I want to make sure you know. Jesus said if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus died on the cross, we will be born again. You can leave here knowing for sure. But it's more than that. It's not just a you die and you go to heaven. Jesus said I came to give you life and life to the fullest right now. You can leave here knowing that you are forgiven and set free from your past. And you'll be in a shadow of a doubt that you're on your way to heaven. Begin to walk in the peace that comes only through a relationship with Jesus. So if that's you, or if you say, no, I, I, I was a Christian. I, I did. I, I gave my life to Christ. I said that prayer. I, I confessed with my mouth. I did that, but I've turned my back on him and I've walked away. Tonight, you can come back. Again, God's word says so clearly, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. If you want to come back, I want to pray with you too. So if you're either of those, on the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand up really high so that I can see it, all the way up. And what you're doing is you're saying, I want to be set free, I want to be forgiven, I want to be in a shadow of a doubt that I'm on my way to heaven, I want to walk in the peace that comes only through him, and I'm, I want to be set free from the guilt and shame of my past. I thought you'd get ready to shoot up your hand. When I count to three, I want you to lift it as high as you can, and we're going to pray. And when you do, you're going to be forgiven, set free, and on your way to heaven. Walking in the peace that comes only through him. One, two, three. Say, that's me and I want that. I want that in my life. Thank you. I want that right now. I'm leaving here. I'm not gonna guess, but I'm gonna know beyond a shadow of a doubt where I stand with God. I'm gonna be set free. Thank you. I'm gonna be forgiven. And I'm gonna walk in that peace that comes only through him. Thank you. Keep him up high. Keep him up high. Thank you. Okay, why don't you guys put those hands down? And everybody, let's just pray with those that lifted their hands. If you'd repeat after me. And, and if you lifted your hand, be sure you... As, as you pray these words, make them your own and say them from your heart. Let's just all pray with them. Say, Jesus, forgive me and make me new. Thank you for setting me free, for paying the price that I couldn't pay. And from now on, I'm gonna live for you. With all that I am, I'm yours. Devil, you lost me. And from now on, I'm his. In Jesus' name, amen. For more information about ResLife, please visit our website at reslife.org. If you have questions about ResLife or would like directions to visit us, please feel free to call 616-534-4923.